0: You are listening to the ultimate biohack for women. A movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement. A movement of women who tune in and turn their cells on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way. Integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic. Conjure your yes. Upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandi Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hello, you beautiful creatures. So nice to be back with you today. Uh, Today, at the time of this recording, we're we're setting right on top of a full moon, and this full moon is in Taurus, and we are uh, going through so much transformation right now. It's just a a grace to have Taurus in our field. Excuse me. Um, Taurus is very grounded. So if you've been feeling a little bit airy or anxious and and impractical, Taurus will help ground you down into the earth. Um, And with all this transformation, there's this question that's been arising. and, And the question is, how do we stay in the invitation of change and transformation when it's so freaking scary? I know I am not the only one that feels this way. There are so many people who are like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I want to. It's so scary. I've been trying to do this for so long and uh, it just hasn't been happening. Well, there's a reason why. All right? There is a reason why. All right? And a lot of times... um, we obviously have to depend on divine time for transformation to happen in our lives. But there are some things that we can do. And, and I'm just going to share with you three primary things that you can do for yourself so that you can actually stay the course of your transformational lifestyle without feeling too uprooted, ungrounded, unsure, or overwhelmed, okay? So... um, you know, the first one is call in people to help you. That is like the absolute number one priority in my life. When I find myself getting in those places of, of stuckness or fear or uncertainty, I, yes, I, I I make sure that I get back to all my practices if I'm dropping the ball on any of those regarding my spiritual practices. And I call in people to help me. So I have uh, a fabulous acupuncturist, and, and she's also a spiritual teacher. I have, um, who, by the way, I have interviewed. Her name's Beth Kearns, and you should just look that interview up. It's totally amazing. She is just a godsend. Um, I get my own uh, shamanistic healing work. I get my own energetic healing work. I get sound healing work. Roger is uh, gem <laughs> and does sound healing, so I call him in. I get physical therapy. I get chiropractic. I um, yeah, those those are kind of like all the things. I just call in people and call in people. The other aspect of that is call in people that you trust and love and can depend on to hold space for you. All right. And, you know, I know a lot of women don't feel like they have that. So this is why it's even more important to, to pay people to support you. Call in a coach. Call in a therapist. Call in someone to hold your hand and help guide you through the darkness because it seems so dark when we're in those transformative times. It's kind of like what I imagine a caterpillar filling when he um, – puts himself in a cocoon and starts to break himself down, he has no idea what is happening in there. Right. And it's completely dark and it's just what the fuck. Right. And so that's, we, we do this, we do this. And when we do transformative work and, uh, it can be, it can be so scary, but it can be so helpful to have people in our lives that can hold space for us. This is, you know, one of the primary things that, I touch in on with every one of my patients because regardless if they're in another state or if they're here with me in person, it's just, for me, it, it's the most important thing to make sure that people feel like they have someone holding space for them while they go through their transformation. It, it's not an easy thing, and and it's so so needed. You're like it is, it's our essential nature to transform and grow, and and it's such a vital aspect of of where we need to be going in order for healing to happen on a global level on our planet. So this just isn't about our own well-being. This is about shifting the consciousness on a global level, shifting the consciousness on a genetically inherited level. I absolutely know that um, I just came back from Texas and I, I had this, it was a really nice time with my mom. It was really great just to hang out with her for a few days. But I'm also really, really aware of some, generic genetically inherited patterns that I have been working on for a very long time that have risen back up within myself when I witnessed them in my mother. So I'm like, okay, I still have work to do in this area. Okay, that's okay, because when I do this work on myself, it helps heal her, it helps heal my grandmother, and it helps heal all the women before her who have had this kind of trauma. So, um, you know, the interesting thing is she doesn't, I don't think she necessarily sees it as trauma. And and if we can liberate consciousness in all the different dimensions, yes to that, right? Yes to that. So call in people, you know, call in friends, call in um, good goodness, right? Good loving people around you. The other thing that, um, the second thing I should say is um, make commitments to yourself. So uh, for me, I I'm constantly like making commitments to myself and there's a few of them that I like really hold strong to as much as possible. And um, for instance, I I began a 40-day, it was actually like 30, 33, 34 days ago, (coughs) excuse me, about, I started a 40-day transformation program. Now, my intention was to start this before I went to Texas so that I could, have that as a container while I was there because when I am there, it's easy to eat Texas style and to get into emotional eating around family and all those things. And so I thought, wow, okay, I've got this container and, uh, I'll just, I'll hold to it. Well, my container kind of got modified a little bit and, um, because I found out that I was losing muscle mass in that program. So I shifted the way I was doing it. Now, when I went to Texas, I still held true to most of it. I held true to the Um, not eating gluten. I did not have any gluten. I did not have any sugar. I didn't have any corn. I didn't have any dairy. And oh my gosh, it was so interesting to watch, right? Because this is where addiction really rears its ugly head in my world is around food. And uh, so I'm, you know, going downstairs and getting a cup of coffee in the morning. Well, they have, they have regular old pasteurized conventional milk. Well, I don't drink that. So um, I I, my commitment was I'm not doing those things, so I just didn't drink dairy. Now, I was only there for a few days. I could have gone and bought some creamer, some coconut creamer or something for my coffee, but I didn't because I was just there for a few days and would never use it all. And they certainly won't use it. So I was just was like, you know what? This is okay. It's okay for me not to have it exactly how I want it. And I'm holding true to my container, and it feels really, really good. So as far as the 40-day uh, went, I... <clears throat> when I when I was there, I did get into emotional eating. But while my family was eating Snickers and peanut butter uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, and you know all these kinds of things, pie and uh, ice cream and cereal, you know they they snack late on those kinds of things. I actually went for pistachios. Now um, nuts are not in the forty day plan, so I just kind of broke the plan. That was just how that went, and uh, I was okay with it. Because I still held true to the no sugar, no gluten, no dairy, no corn, and no soy. And that those are the things that make the biggest difference in my life. Now... I was emotional eating, and that's not a pattern I want to continue. Um, and I, I literally ate pistachios until my thumbnail bled, like it was hurting so bad. So I was like, okay, that uh, I overdid it. You know, I'm just watching TV, eating, and not even thinking about the food because that's what my family does, right? And no, I didn't have to make that choice because I was a choice around that, and I did. And you know it's just okay because I did hold true to the commitments, and if I want to refigure my commitments to myself, where I'm not eating late at night, um, then maybe I'll do that. But I'm I'm just I'm just sharing that with you because I held the container of no sugar, corn, dairy, gluten, and. Grains and it really made all the difference in the world for me. Like, usually, when I'm in Texas, I have a, um, a supplement, it's called Minchex, and it is an anti anxiety supplement that doesn't have herbs in it. It's actually glandulars and nutritionals and food, but it, it reduces anxiety very well for me. And uh, I have many patients, they call it their happy pill. And so I usually take those with me to Texas and take them throughout the day. Well, I didn't have to take any while I was there. And one of the reasons why is because I felt very good about the container I was holding for myself, the commitments that I had made to myself. So, you know, make a commitment to yourself, Around something to give yourself a container, regardless if it's food or exercise or some other lifestyle practice, you want to make sure that you're honoring yourself in that way. So maybe it's just, I'm not going to eat sugar this week, or maybe it's, I'm going to take a walk five days this week or maybe it's i'm going to get 20 minutes of exercise every day this week. So <clears throat> get some get get something that you can make a commitment to yourself about that you know gives you the support that you need. Like you have to know what it is that supports you and serves you so you know what kind of container to, to create. I, you know, some people um, some people are n- no carbohydrate people. Like they'll go keto. Oh, that's the i'm going to have the keto container. And for me personally, the type of metabolism that my body has, keto doesn't work for me. And um, so I can't do that low-carbohydrate thing, okay? So if I had set myself up on a low-carbohydrate container or commitment, then I would have found that I failed. I I, it, I would have eaten carbs because of the way my body would have started starving and or I would have gotten fat because that's what happens when I go car, low carb. That's that's just how my body works. So I've done a lot of testing around that and figured that out. And that's how I know because goodness knows I used to be a low carb girl. Um, but I wondered why it wasn't working for me. And that's what I found out. It's, it's all about metabolic type. So what we also have to know is that you have to be willing to have the desire for your change and your transformation be bigger than the addiction to food or the addiction to your story. So we get really addicted to our stories. I know that you've met people who are like, okay, uh, you know, every time you talk to them, they're drama, 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 drama. Um, and it's really no fun, but it's an addiction because that drama creates a neurological chemical in the brain that gets people high. It's kind of like drugs, if you will. And so we get addicted to our story. So the, the, um, the third tip here today is be the observer of your storyline without judgment. So look around and see what storylines you're addicted to which storylines that you, like, maybe even haven't considered giving up because it's just a, innately a part of your reality and who you seem to be, and, and you just think life is that way. Um, you know, one of the storylines, um, one of my patients, and she's in the process of breaking this. I'm so proud of her. Uh, but her storyline was that she was not able to take care of herself. Like, she had to be codependent. And... um, She's now in the process of building her own online business. And uh, she's a therapist, actually. And it is so wonderful to watch her stepping into her power. She's like, oh, no. You know, her husband is really kind of not not really on board with her starting this business because, you know, money is a factor. And when you start a new business, it's hard. Right. But she's standing up for herself. And it's very exciting to see, you know, each week when I see her, she's like, I stood up for myself. And I'm like, this is so wonderful. Right. And that's because she has, she understands the storyline of her past and that she no longer wants to be, um, addicted to that storyline or have have the tendency to play that storyline out, right? She wants something different. She wants independence. She wants financial freedom. She wants to have flexibility with her hours and to be able to travel and and do all these things. And so in order for her to get from where she was to get to where she is, she had to become aware of that storyline and allow herself to shift out of it And then that shift is the transformation. In that shift is is the darkness, is the scariness, is the uncertainty. But then when you can observe the storyline without judgment, when you can like sit back and go, okay, I see what that is. I accept that's what I've been doing. I'm not going to judge myself for it because it's what I've been taught. It's what I learned. And now being aware of it gives me the ability to change. Now, if you go in there and you're like, okay, uh, I've got this this storyline of codependency or I've got this st- storyline of binge eating or I've got this storyline or of having terrible relationships and I must be such a failure. I must be worthless. I must be this and that and start judging yourself around that. When you put that judgment on yourself, you lock yourself into that storyline. So in order to let go of the storyline, you have to be the observer of the storyline without judgment. You have to be like, okay, This is how it is. This is what's been happening. Like, this is real. And I'm ready to change it. And in order to change it, we've got to decide what it is that you desire to have. What other storyline would you rather be expressing or experiencing? Get clear on that. Okay. Like, I am so, so clear about where I'm headed. Like, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly how I'm creating it. I know. I know what, where my future's going. Like, I'm so clear on that, even through the tears, even through the fear, even when it feels dismal, even when I'm so, so tired of the struggle. I know, I still know there's this inner, like, core knowing of yes, because I am so ready, for me personally, I am so ready for something different in my life. Like, you have to be that ready. And when you're that ready, it's way easier I don't. I don't even know if it's actually possible to change until you're that ready, because you got one foot in and one foot out. You got one part of your mind going, "Oh, I want this," and the other part saying, "Oh no, I don't. Oh no, I can't give up this. I can't give up that. I can't uh, do it." Um, well, you know, whatever storyline you you have, right? You just you just have to be really committed to your change if you want change so that the so that the struggle can be less all right <sighs> so those are the three things so we've got um, call in the people to help you make commitments to yourself and be the observer of your storyline without judgment and be very clear I guess there's four actually be very clear about what you want and and how how willing are you actually to get it how willing are you to, to make it happen, right? Or to allow it to happen even. So this is a process of really helping you rise up. is just getting your head, head around like, what is it that I really, really want? And how willing am I to step foot into fully that path to get it? To break free of the family paradigms, to break free of the fear of failure, to break free of the challenges uh, challenges that come up and cause you to think that you can't do it, to break free of your subconscious belief systems, to break free of your fear of dying. Because when we ch- start to change in this way, we, we threaten the ego. The ego really likes things to stay the same. It's survival mode. And when we begin to rise up and we make change, the ego says, oh my gosh, I'm dying. We can't do this. And so we battle that like on a very deep level, on a subconscious level. And those are the things that get in our way. So uh, know that you're a creative force. Know that you're a flicker of God consciousness. Know that you haven't been left out. You have everything within you that you need to get to where you want to go. Call in the people that you need. Make commitments to yourself. Observe your storyline. Do not have judgment. Allow yourself to be fully aware and clear about where you want to go and what you're willing to do to get there and know that spirit resides within you. Turn to your breath. Turn to your heart. Listen. Be still. Love what is. You are beautiful creatures. I am so happy to have you as a part of my tribe. And uh, I look forward to more of these conversations with you. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor, and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.